fresh out the oven, it's Cinema Bums. I'm Emmett. And I'm Wade. Cinema Bums is a podcast where we watch through every single movie and popular film franchises, one each week, to try and track how the storytelling changes over time. Today, we are continuing our listener-submitted and selected miniseries entitled, Won't You Take It To... Waititi Town, covering every film directed by Taika Waititi. We will fully spoil today's film, but we will not spoil any future entries in the series. Wade, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Emmett. I'm trying out a new look I call Dead But Delicious. How are you? Uh, I am doing very well. Today is the first day the sun has shone in several days, and I'm like... The opposite of a vampire, if the sun doesn't shine, I will wither up and die. So uh, life is good here once more. (laughs) And it's especially good because today Mm. we're honored to have a special guest returning to the pod. Please welcome Isaac Beckner. The beast. The beast. The beast among us again. It me. Welcome back, Isaac. Isaac, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Just like you emitted, it's uh, sunny here today, and it's lovely, and it's been so cloudy the past few days. We had a lot of snow and whatnot, so it's cool to have the sun out and whatnot. Had you seen this movie before, and have you seen, we talked a little bit before we started about, you've seen some of the other Taika movies, right? Yes. Yeah, I've seen uh, Jojo Rabbit, obviously Thor Ragnarok, and then this one. So yeah, uh, I've not seen this one before. Uh, this is my first time with it. I actually just finished watching it like maybe two or three hours ago. Oh, cool. So, yeah, pretty fresh in my head. And it's it very nice. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Right on. Did you vote for this movie in the Bumtober bracket or did you vote in the Bumtober bracket at all? I voted for this series in the Bumtober bracket. I did indeed. Excellent. Well, thank you. It is all because of you and others like you. That we are um, listening right now to our Taika series. So, mm-hmm. excellent. Uh, to start off today, just want to get everybody's first reactions. I know Wade also just watched the movie this morning, so you're both coming hot off of it. Uh, flop or bop, Isaac? Bop. So much fun. Lots of lots of funny moments in it and stuff. I loved just uh, all the character work between the three, four actors or whatever. And, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was good stuff. Wade, flop or bop? Bop. Bop for me as well. And this, I feel like, shouldn't... Isn't on paper something I would love because I'm not wild about vampires. We've spent much more time talking about vampires on this podcast than I would have ever guessed we would. And also this movie, like, truly has no plot. But I feel like it is, like, genuinely so funny that it makes up for it and is just, like, an enjoyable watch. And I feel like it's a little easy now to forget like how original it was when it came out too. Mm, mm-hmm. Like really how much of sort of like a bold comedy I think it is. So a bop for me, Emmett, flop or bop? Definitely a bop for me. I've seen this film before several times and loved it every time. It never, it like never fails to make me laugh. Like you said, there's so many great, funny things that happen in it. And also, basically, none of them are connected by what you would call plot. (laughs) And it's excellent. Yeah. Wade, what are your very brief stats on this film? Well, this film had 
sort of a long history before and after coming to the screen, Mm -hmm. which I guess we'll talk about a little bit more later. There was a short film first. There were several TV series that have come after. But this film itself, the feature-length version, was written and directed by Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement. This is Taika's third film and Jemaine's first and so far only. The score is by the band Plan 9, who I could not find really any other information on. But they did this. It runs one hour and 25 minutes, released June 19th, 2014 in New Zealand and February 13th, 2015 in America. The story there is that when this came out in New Zealand, it did not do very well, which sort of killed immediate plans and interest for U.S. release. But then it got so much good buzz from U.S. people who had seen it that it became one of the most pirated movies. They said that like some they shut down some big New Zealand like torrent movie website. And this was like by far the most pirated movie that they had on the service. So people in the U.S. were like watching it illegally for a year and like desperate for it to come out. And then that sort of revived interest and it got a limited release in 2015 and then was on streaming and DVDs and stuff shortly after. And it was released as a Valentine's Day date movie (laughs) or Valentine's weekend date movie, apparently. Yeah. In the US, right? Yeah. I remember, I think the weekend, uh, the year before this, Valentine's Day in 2014, was when they released Kingsman and Fifty Shades of Grey at the same time. Whoa. Because I remember I was in college, I went with a group of my friends to see Kingsman that opening weekend, and there was a line like, around the corner of adult women seeing Fifty Shades of Grey. Damn. Which, full props to, but it was like one of the busiest I've ever seen a movie theater. It was truly crazy. And of course, we saw one of our other friends in line with his girlfriend to see that while we were going to see Kingsman and clowned on him endlessly. A reported budget for what we do in the shadows of 1.5 million. The box office of 8 million. That's what the limited... U.S. release, and critically loved in America at the time, 76 on Metacritic to the 70 of Boy. This I feel like this film has sort of like a cult reputation, too. Hmm. Like you said you had seen this before many times, Emmett. Mm-hmm. I had definitely heard about this movie a lot before I watched it with past and future guest Chandler when we were in college. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I think somebody gave me, like, this was, like, one of the last DVDs I ever got, I think. Somebody gave me this for my birthday that year, I think, and I watched it a ton in college. Because, like, everybody everybody in the in the apartment liked it, and you could just, like, throw it on. It's not a movie you have to pay attention to, because, as before stated, <laughs> it has no plot. You can just, like, walk in and out and be like, oh, I love this part. Let me watch this five minutes as you're doing other things. I feel like gift giving got a little bit harder now that physical media doesn't exist anymore. Right? Because like so much of old gifts used to be like, just get someone a DVD or a CD. Right. And they'll be happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to give them, I don't even know, an Amazon gift card. But that doesn't have the same emotional resonance. It doesn't say, I know what you would like. Yeah. Maybe it does. It says, you want money. (laughs) It's even worse if you send them like an Amazon digital gift card and they just get it in their email. You don't even wrap it or anything. <laughs> well, Emmett, how would you describe this movie to anyone who hasn't seen it? This is a mockumentary in the style of those. Is it David Guest? Is that the guy's name? Who did like Spinal. This is Spinal Tap and mm-hmm. those other movies. 
or is it Christopher? It might be Christopher Guest. I'm not sure. So this is a film about four vampires, Viago, Vlad, Peter, and Deacon. 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 Yes. Who live together in a flat in Wellington, New Zealand. It's a film crew just follows them around and we go about their, I would say daily, but it's actually their nightly lives um, around the city. And just like all of the, um, I don't know, the, the frolics and foibles of four bachelor vampires all living together, trying to get virgin's blood, trying to go out and have a good time and get invited in places. Turns out... Um, like a smaller city in New Zealand might not be the best place to be a vampire is what I would gather from this film. It has no plot. It is a string of scenarios um, that rarely have much to do with each other, but are all just funny playing on vampire tropes ranging the entire span from like the first like movies about vampires, which are some of the oldest movies in, in film history. There's right. a movie from 1912 called The Vampire Dancer, which might be the earliest vampire movie. Don't is that the me same, if it's not. The, <laughs> the same vampire dancer we see in this film? I think it is. I think he is giving a version of her, of her dance uh, in this film. So good. So many good dance sequences. Just delightful. I don't know what else to say about it. They're all weird. Eventually they turn another guy... They try to kill this guy and drink his blood, but they accidentally turn him into another vampire. And then he just kind of like annoys them, gets them into a fight with some werewolves who are also very, very funny. And then his friend Stu, a human, gets ripped apart by the werewolves and then comes back as a werewolf as kind of the last scene of the movie. The werewolves and the vampires are settle are like putting their beef aside and like having a fun night together. Yeah, I don't know. What <laughs> yeah. what, what do y'all like about this movie? Let's talk about that instead. I loved how the dynamic that Stu brought to the movie, uh, or to, to the group of friends and stuff, because once, uh, you know, they transformed Nick or whatever, they were, like, kind of bored with him and just, like, annoyed with him. But Stu comes along, and he's, like, the first human that they've all been like, yeah, this guy's pretty dope. But Stu has, like, no personality whatsoever. <laughs> yes. And I assumed it was Ed Sheeran playing him throughout. <laughs> the shape of Stu. You feel like there is so little going on with Stu that I at least felt like there had to be something secret going on with Stu. Uh-huh. But there really isn't until the end, until he's been killed and then comes back. The behind the scenes on Stu, mm-hmm. I just thought this was insane is that he's played by a guy named Stu Rutherford, who is one of Taika's high school best friends. He's an actual IT worker in Wellington. He's not an actor. He never acted in anything before or after. And Taika just asked him to be in the movie and told him that he wasn't going to have a big part at all in order to like help him relax on camera. And he says that it wasn't until he came to the premiere that he realized that his character was like an important part or had an arc across the course of the movie. That's so great. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, have either of y'all seen the show by the way? No, but this makes me want to watch it. I watched the pilot episode of the, what we do in the shadows show and didn't stop watching because of disinterest, but just haven't seen it anymore. 
I watched the pilot immediately after watching this last night. Thought it was pretty good, but also like in the thing with TV is it's like setting stuff up rather than knocking it down. This movie is all knocking it down, basically scene after scene after scene of them knocking it down. But I do love Matthew Barry. It looks pretty fun. I think I'll continue watching it. It feels like one of the few movies that would work as a TV show. Right. Because it is so sort of like little episodic tangents throughout the movie mm-hmm. that you could see working really well. And you could see, too, like the idea of, oh, this is, this is what these vampires are like. We see there's a bunch of other vampires and it doesn't look like they all drink blood, but they all also seem like just regular, weird, idiosyncratic people just like the rest of us. So there's they, they open it up into a world of Joe Schmo vampires, for lack of a better idea. I agree with you about what the 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 stew dynamic though. To get back to that, and I think like what's really cool here is it is a movie that is masquerading as a movie about vampires to be just a movie about friendship and exploring the different dynamics of friendship and like situations with people that you live with in a very funny way and like an absurdist way, but also like every situation that comes up is a very real life is like a very real world sort of thing played out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Stu, for instance, he had dated, previously dated Nick's sister. They broke up and then he and Nick were just still pretty cool with each other. So that's why Stu is there at all. There's there's like the three roommates who live upstairs. And then there's Peter, who's like an ancient 8,000 year old vampire who lives in the basement. Yeah. It looks just like Nosferatu. Yeah. And it's like, with the three of us, we're pretty tight, like, sometimes get on each other's nerves, but we have this fourth really weird roommate who we're all kind of afraid of, but we like him too. And I mean, that feels real as well, you know? As I mentioned, if Peter is, like, the head vampire for, like, all of them, because I know he was for Deacon, but I don't know if he was for, you know, oh, the other two. Like, the one who turned all of them? Yeah. Maybe. I know because, um, Jermaine, is Jermaine Vlad? Mm-hmm. I believe he talks about his girlfriend at the time turning him, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that is what it is. I was turned when I was 16. Oh, yeah. So I always look 16. It was harder back then. <laughs> that's. I think that's one of the best jokes in the whole movie. And when they talk about how he's always making uncomfy comments, and he cuts to him saying, we should get some slaves. Everyone else looking awkwardly <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> yeah, when he when he goes to poke someone on Facebook, incredible. <laughs> Just the the amount of satisfaction in his face. I really liked him, Jermaine, in this, and I felt like he was maybe a little underused. Even mm-hmm. I feel like he's the one you get the least of, um, other than Peter, of course, but of like the human the vampire human characters yeah yeah and all the stuff with the beast is so funny and then it turns out it's his ex and when he looks all gross when he looks like patty mcgross out because he's stressed about his girlfriend but also when he comes to the party and he looks so incredible like that's all white the lower cape the mask he takes off it's so Um, funny she goes by pauline I call it a beast. <laughs> this movie totally makes sense to me as the product of like them being an improv duo for a while. Mm-hmm. Like it does feel like 
a bunch of different characters, like throw them in a room and see what happens. Kind of. They each have like developed their own backstory. And like Taika has the whole plot about this like old woman who he wanted to be with as a kid that is like disconnected from everything else, you know? It's great. Once again, what more can we say about this film other than it's great? Go watch it. Uh, I think you're right about the roommate thing. It's funny that I watched this the first time with Chandler because I was really reminded of the house we lived in. Oh, my God. (laughs) In college, several times throughout this, especially the dishes situation. Oh, man. Um, And the sort of general mess and vibe of the place. It was... (laughs) Very familiar to me. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, anytime I see, like, a movie similar, like, just in this kind of situation where just a bunch of friends, like, hanging out and whatever, you know, in the situation, it's a bunch of vampires. It makes me think back to your house, Wade, with Chandler and Joe. And- mm-hmm. I also relate to Viago a lot about, like, trying to clean up everyone else. I would also be such a bad vampire because... You just get blood everywhere. It's so messy. I definitely relate to his struggle in this movie. Okay, so that's that's something that I think that I think is interesting in this film too, is that it is very bloody. For a mm-hmm. comedy, it is like there's some pretty graphic killing of people and drinking of their blood. And I think that that is part of this Taika thing of like there's going to be like some bite to it. There no pun intended so but there's going but there's like going to be like a little sour note in there to like remind i don't know it feels like part of his part of his humanism has to do with being like oh like this is bad this is a bad thing that these people are doing yeah it doesn't shy away from just how like violent it would be if a vampire were to kill someone yeah or a pack of werewolves were to like shred a dude yeah, yeah. the Nick kill actually feels like a horror movie. Yeah. Where it's like handheld from his perspective and he's like running through the house and out into the woods. And the music is so sketchy in there too. Yeah, like, it, it feels like it's shifted to like a found footage horror film at that point. Yeah. And you had Vlad as a cat <laughs> oh, yeah. completely transform his face. <laughs> God, he funny. always got faces wrong. <laughs> This has two kind of the same, like we talked about in his other movies where he has like some other visual thing going on in each of them. This one kind of has it in like the old pictures and like reference material that it keeps cutting to documentary style. Mm -hmm. This film also opens with a grand logo for the fictional New Zealand documentary board, which they say has produced this, which is so funny. Yes. And... To that point, this is what I was going to talk about. This is like connecting to my point from the last, from the boy episode about subjectivity. Mm -hmm. This movie is a documentary, which is like the height of objective, quote unquote, filmmaking. But of course, it's a mockumentary and you're seeing it all from these camera people's perspective and like also getting the vampire's point of view on things. So it is like also in that weirdly one-sided sort of viewpoint if that makes sense also throughout as we're watching it last night my mom and i watched this together she was like that's a pretty immoral camera crew (laughs) and i think that's that's like another interesting part of this is if you take it if you take it seriously as like what it's saying it is uh, with like these people going around they're just watching these vampires 
eat people and even like Stu or um Nick is like trying to get the camera people to help and they're just like watching it happen. And then one yeah. of the camera people gets eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All very interesting elements. Uh, I like that it's a big thing in this. Well, first of all, the police officer scene, I thought it was very funny, mm-hmm. which is also sort of a, like another good tension horror movie thing where like you keep thinking that mm-hmm. the spell has broken and they're going to notice things, but they're just noticing like very <laughs> minimal, ridiculous things. No smoke detectors in here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I love that because my apartment in New York does not have smoke detectors. Damn. Oof. On like the third day of living here, I accidentally set an oven mitt on fire. And like the response was from the smoke like coming out of the house that just everyone else in the building like screamed and then knocked on the door. (laughs) That was it. Well, hey, at least you got good neighbors. (laughs) And everywhere else I've lived, like, when I cook a piece of bacon, the smoke detector goes off, so... God knows the smoke detector would go off for any reason at all in our apartment in Charlotte. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, this is not just story time about my apartment. A couple of weeks ago, I think actually three weeks ago to the day, Uh our toilet broke. Oh, jeez. It would flush, and it would actually flush, but then it would just never stop refilling. So (laughs) I would basically have to like stand by it with like a bucket and like funnel it into the bathtub as it was flushing because it would just like keep filling up forever. And this had happened once before and Laura had plunged it and then it was like fixed. So I was trying to plunge it. It wasn't being fixed. I go out to CVS to buy a new plunger. This is like seven o'clock. It's cold. It's raining. It's dark outside. I put my glasses in my pocket. I get home with the new plunger, realize my glasses have fallen out of my pocket and I've lost them on the streets of New York. So then I go back out for like another hour with like a mini flashlight my mom gave me for Christmas searching for my glasses. I don't find them. I never found them. I spent like a week without glasses while I ordered some online and like waited during which is when I saw Scream. So if I got any details of that wrong, I'm truly sorry. Anyway, now it's like nine o'clock. I tried the new plunger. It still doesn't work. So we tell our landlord who calls out like a new plumber. The plumber comes in. He walks into the bathroom and he immediately starts cursing. Like the second he sees our bathroom, mostly stuff I can't see on, say on air. But he's like, what the hell? I don't believe it. I can't believe my eyes. I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> He just starts, and he's in there for like a minute, and then he just like literally runs out of the apartment without talking to us. Well, when he was running out, he said, "Where did you get this toilet, China?" Which, oh no, which is what it is. And then he comes back in, uh, and he says, "You have the smallest toilet hole I've ever seen in my entire life." Oh man. And that's the whole story is that we had a small toilet hole. And he has, I mean, he's a plumber. He brought in all this stuff that was like made to fix toilets and none of it would fit in our toilet because the toilet hole was too small. That is funny. He had to like scrape up the bottom of the toilet bowl to like make it bigger so he could unplunge it. It was insane. That is truly wild. Well, thank you for that. It feels like we are in a flatting situation once more getting... (laughs) To hear such a lovely tale. Sound like it'd be a scene out of this movie. Yeah. 
what's the behind the scenes drama that we haven't already covered? I mean, we've covered most of it, but just the timeline of this is that in 2005, Mm -hmm. the year after they made, after Taika made two cars one night, he and Jermaine make what we do in the shadows interviews with some vampires, which is a 30 minute short film they made. That is the basis for this. And I think still has them in it, right? It has, Have you guys seen this? It has all three of the main guys. No Peter. Vlad is called Volvus the Abhorrible. Uh, or the Abhorrent. <laughs> rather than Vlad. Stu and Nick are also very briefly in it. No werewolves, however, sadly. Is it the same actors playing Stu and Nick? Yeah, Stu and Nick are played by real-life Stu and whoever plays Nick in the feature. Did you like it? Um, I think I would have liked it, like, if I had found this on YouTube in, like, before I'd ever seen this movie, I would have liked it and been like, oh, that's kind of fun. But compared to the movie, it's, it's really low, really low production value. It's nothing like, you know, Two Cars, One Night is a real short film. This Mm. is more like some friends with a camera and some wacky costumes go around with their improv characters. So then this movie is shot in 2012, not released until 2014 and 2015, as we said before. That also happened with Eagle vs. Shark, so I don't really know what's up with that. I imagine it could be some effects work on this film, because Hmm. the effects do still look pretty good. Yeah. Um, A lot of, like, the stuff that's obviously on wires, and, like, even it's starting with him, like, rising up out of the coffin, you know? Uh Uh-huh. The cat face looks a little weird, but... I think it's kind of supposed to, though. (laughs) I think. So this comes out. They've talked since about making another sequel movie, which is called We're Wolves, which is going to be about the werewolves team. That has not come to fruition yet. In 2019, they just said they haven't actually written it. (laughs) But they've talked about it ever since. So maybe at some point we'll get that. But we have gotten two TV shows. One that started in 2016 is Wellington Paranormal, which is about the cops from the show. It's the same two actors playing the same two cops who start like a paranormal unit on the Wellington police where they're trying to investigate like the mysterious supernatural happenings and just never make any progress. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that has run for four seasons. I think the fourth one is actually going to come out this year. And that's on HBO Max here in the U.S. That's funny. And then since that, we did what we already mentioned, what we do in the shadows produced by FX. That started in 2019. And it is kind of the same premise, but it's about vampires living in Staten Island. Mm -hmm. They're not playing the characters from the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think, in fact, that the characters from the movie appear throughout, occasionally guest star in it. The pilot was written by Jermaine and directed by by Taika as well. Yeah, and I think some of the other episodes are that same thing. And that's all on Hulu now, three seasons of that, mm-hmm. which I, I've heard like really great things. I think that's even more sort of critically acclaimed than the movie. Acclaimed by my mom and sister. In other TV connections, Reese Darby, the actor who plays the alpha male of the werewolves in this, is going to be the lead in this upcoming HBO Max show that I think is coming out next month, Our Flag Means Death, which also has Taika Waititi in it playing Blackbeard. 
And Reese Darby's character, I, I read a little bit about it. I guess that it's like an actual historical thing is like a guy, like a normal guy in that time in England who has a midlife crisis and like becomes a pirate. Oh, captain. is he playing Steed Bonnet? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, so that guy lived in Jamaica. He had a wife that he didn't like and a, like a big estate in Jamaica. He was like a rich dude. And one day he just like took off, eventually got either captured or befriended by Blackbeard. And no one is really sure which it was, but he sailed around with Blackbeard for a long time uh, back in the 1716 through 1718. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is playing Steed Bonnet and Taika is playing Blackbeard. That's coming, I think, pretty soon. That's awesome. Fun stuff. And then the last connection, just to tie it all together, is that Jackie Van Beek, who plays Jackie in this mm-hmm. movie, who I love, she has since become a director. Hello. She directed several episodes of both of the TV shows, The Wellington Paranormal and What We Do in the Shadows. She directed the movie The Breaker Uppers in 2018. And she was announced in 2019 to be directing the McCullough and Smith comeback Aubrey Plaza movie on Netflix called Hope. We have not heard anything about that movie since then, so I don't know where it is now, but she is the woman who is directing the comeback McCullen Smith script. Very exciting. See, it's all connected. We call it the Cinema Bums, you know, the Cinema Bums connection. The Bumiverse? The Bumiverse. Yes, thank you. So let's get into our segments. Sadly, today we have no house report for this week. Um, this is the only one that she is not in. Isaac, did you have a favorite joke in this movie? I had several. Um, one that I just thought of uh, was how they can't see the reflections, so they draw pictures of each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, the very, pictures are so bad. Very, <laughs> for whatever reason, they don't know how to use a camera. Well, would they show up on camera? I mean, I don't know how it works. I guess they would because they are making the documentary. Right. So. They are right. making and, But the crew cannot show them footage of it. They just have to draw these pictures. I wonder if uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV show, gets into that like late stage office thing where like the documentary crew is like involved as characters with the characters of the show. Uh, I mean, it feels like they kind of get there in this movie with one of the guys getting eaten by werewolves. Yeah. I also love uh, werewolves, not swearwolves. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's, like, lore, like, accurate for werewolves, if they're actually, like, if it's bad for them to swear or something. But if it it is, that's cute. Regardless, (laughs) it's cute. Oh, my gosh. Wade, favorite joke here? I wrote a couple down. I'm trying to look through them. Oh, I love that they referenced Sister Act 2 back in The Habit. That's just a personal... (laughs) (laughs) This is a personal love of mine. I love uh, where they ask if they should kill the police officers and Vlad says, well, let's just see what other safety points they have and then maybe we'll kill them after that. (laughs) Also, Vlad, most of these are Vlad quotes him saying, the darkest part of my mind is reserved for the beast. And just leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet. What are you bidding on? A new table. (laughs) Also, I love the like very Twilight-esque reenactment of Stu coming back to life. <laughs> it's like filmed in kind of the Twilight filter at the end. 
Uh, where yeah. Stu is like trying to act in reactment and can't quite do it. And they give him a pair of pants, but none of them are wearing pants at all. None of them are wearing pants. The effects on the werewolves are so ridiculous, too. Like, they're just guys in the biggest, silliest costumes. Yeah. Emmett, a favorite joke? Yeah, favorite joke. Well, one of mine is when Taika comes out dressed as Blade, and they're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> And he says, but vampires love Wesley Snipes. <laughs> and what did he, he had done it, oh, it was that he had gone as because he'd Sister gone, Act. Because he went as Sister Act, Act yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. I mean, there's so many. I love Deacon, just like his whole thing, when he's like, mm. I like to be a cool guy. <laughs> That's one of his hobbies. <laughs> just being cool. He's the young bad boy of the group. 183 years old, the young <laughs> bad boy of the group. I love the age gap joke at the end, too, where Taika is dating this very old woman, but he's four times her age in yeah. real life. Yeah, it's it's full of them. It really is, like, all jokes. Oh, uh, how Deacon tries to pull a joke on Nook or whatever. Oh, you're eating worms. <laughs> yeah. The- but bus- Buschetti. Buschetti. <laughs> I like the part where where Nick is leaving and he's like, not cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny how like normal everyone is about the stuff that is going on, particularly the other humans. Yeah. I love when Taika is considering all of the bad things that could happen from the police officers being there. And he says, maybe even some Christians will come to the house, which is the last thing we need. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, MVP. Isaac, who's your MVP? I'm going to, uh, who do you take out of the running? We're just going to say it's open season. Anyone, anyone's game. Probably Vlad. I I love everything to do with him. I know he was probably underused, but it's the, it's the fact that like anytime he did speak, it was like perfect. He was golden. Yeah. So yeah, he's so good. Wade, MVP. I think I would then in turn give it to Jackie. Mm. who I really like. She's sort of the only female presence in the movie until you get to the Beast later, (laughs) briefly. But her early subplot of doing everything for Deacon, her full-time job is being (laughs) Deacon's servant and just like hoping that he will transform her. I thought she was really funny. The stuff with her at the end where she has actually become a vampire by just asking Nick to do it. And she's, like, re-educating her husband on what he has to do. <laughs> All of that stuff's really good. I'm at MVP. It's tough. I want to shout out the guy who's been in all three of these so far, who plays one of the werewolves, who in the last one played one of the crazy horses, and in the one before that played the friends with the computer. I don't. I still okay. don't remember his name, but I've seen him in all of these, and he's always, he's always good. But I think it's got to be Stu. His very strange performance in this movie, which is only made better knowing that it is, like, basically not a performance, is wonderful and endearing. The fact that they all like him is the thing that redeems all of them and settles the beef with the werewolves. So he's really, really is the MVP. True. Nick introduces him as the craziest guy I know. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so, so good. God. All right. Final thoughts on this movie before we tuck it into the coffin to sleep. 
with the quiz. Isaac, any final thoughts on what we do in the shadows? Uh, I love this movie. It's about friendship. Makes me miss my friends. Mm-hmm. Wait. So I've just looked up that actor, Emmett. Uh-huh. Okay, his name is Cohen Holloway. Uh-huh. And he is in all of them except for Jojo Rabbit. Oh, wow. Um, and he was also just in The Power of the Dog from Jane Campion. Oh, wow. Another great New Zealand director, so. All right. Final thoughts on what we do in the shadows. I mean, I think that it is just really funny. Like, it is genuinely funny enough to sort of support that it is kind of weird and violent and that there isn't really a plot. It feels in a very New Zealand way, like the appropriate level of raunchy. Mm -hmm. Like it is kind of quirkily R-rated and like it does get into that stuff, but it also doesn't sort of feel like it's like just doing R-rated jokes, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like there's a wide variety of styles of humor here. Yeah. Which I really like. Oh, yeah, the dog. I forgot about the dog at the end of the movie that they take into the police take away because they think that it's killed oh, Stu. No. Yes. It's yes. a sweet, innocent dog. Oh, I did also want to shout out that police lady. She is very funny in yeah. both that scene and the scene walking through the house. I mean, I guess everybody thought so because she and the other guy got a whole three season TV show out of it. Yeah, I would be excited to see that. I think Jermaine is so good in this. I thought he was so good in Eagle vs. Shark. I also think he's very hot in this, <laughs> to be totally honest. Should I watch Flight of the Concords, Emmett? Not if you want to retain your high opinion of him. <laughs> it is a hilarious show about him and his friend Brett being total losers. So if you if you think that would be funny... It is really good. I remember it being really good. Two seasons, um, only like, I think maybe 16 episodes total or something. Is it more in the style of Eagle versus Shark? It is very much in the style of Eagle versus Shark. Okay. But it's it's also musical. There's always at least two songs in it, I think, um, that they do. That's like their original Flight of the Concord songs. Mm-hmm. And it has a similar weird, dreamy, surrealist thing. Like, there's often, like, one song that they play at a concert that, like, looks like them just in a room with, like, 12 people who are shown up to listen. And then there'll be one that's, like, you know, like, how they wish the song would be. And there's, like, all sorts of weird psychedelic stuff. Or there's one where they're dry- dressed up as characters from Lord of the Rings, um, <laughs> which is particularly good. It is definitely worth watching. Emmett, final thoughts? I can only echo what y'all have said. It's very funny. You know, I frequently uh, miss my college roommates. They're some sweet guys. I don't Mm -hmm. frequently miss actually living with them. But this is one of those rare movies that can make you feel like the warm fuzziness for living with three other boys in their late teens or early 20s. So... (laughs) You know, uh, I think that's a kind of a special, a special thing. Yeah, I do think it, I just think it's strangely sweet for a movie that's as violent and dark as it is. Strangely violent and dark for a movie that's as funny as it is. And I couldn't agree with you more, Wade, about how there's such a wide range of like the type and who, like, what kind of joke are they making? Who is the joke for? It feel like it hits a, a wide different range. And that's why it was so successful, too. Just excellent work all around. Are y'all ready for Bums the Word, the quiz today? 
the quiz, bums the word, uh, the theme that all of these are organized around is vampire movies, but okay. because that is such an absurdly long list of films, truly like we talked about earlier, some of the earliest films ever made. So, you know, it's a genre that's been around for a while. If you look up vampire movie lists on Letterboxd, there will be plenty for your viewing pleasure or displeasure, as the case may be. So I decided to limit this to uh, vampire movies that came out in, like, I, th I think the oldest of these is from 2018. So these are all recent vampire movies. Oh, wow. In the post-Twilight, post-what-we-do-in-the-shadows era of vampire movies actually prepped the quiz for once in a way that it makes sense hopefully <laughs> uh this first film is a 2021 british german action horror film directed by <laughs> peter thorwarth who co-wrote okay. the screenplay it was released in july of 2021 um by netflix uh in this film basically this plane gets hijacked and this girl has to reveal that she is in fact a vampire so that she can save her son and save the plane from the hijacking. Uh, this film is also known as Transatlantic 473, um, but I am looking for its other title, which definitely sounds more fun. Is it called Blood Plane? No, but you're close. You have at least one of the correct... One of those words is correct. Flight of the Vampire? Uh, no. Although I'm sure there's a movie called Flight of the Vampire. <laughs> I love how you said blood plane, and then Tim had said one of those words is in it, and then you said neither of those words. Um, is it just called Vampire Plane? No. <laughs> let's see. What, what other information? Oh, okay, all right, let's see. This is, it's a three-word title. Okay. One of the words is a word that was in your <laughs> blood plane title. It's also like a phrase that you might hear. Not often, but you might hear it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just working on a pitch for a movie called Blood Drive about vampires on the road trip. So oh, Netflix, oh, oh, don't... Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's really good. That don't take that really one. Good. Help me out here, Isaac. What do we possibly have? Skin plane. <laughs> it's not that. It's not skin plane. <laughs> Dead or a plane. <laughs> oh, my God. My bloody plane. No. Although, you know. Blood is thicker than water. I mean, you picked, you've got the right title. word of the two words that you okay. had. Nice. Um, to okay. be riffing off of. Does this phrase relate to a flight or the plane experience in any way? Not to flight, but perhaps more where where the flight would take place. Okay. Blood, Blood in the air. air. <laughs> okay, we're getting closer. <laughs> air we blood yet. Sky blood. My bloody sky. I will say that now Isaac has got two of the three words on the board. Yes. <laughs> so two of the words are blood and sky? Yeah. Blood the sky. <laughs> sky is blood. Y'all are close. You're getting there. I I don't know what. Is it a question? Is it is it? Uh, it's is, not a. It's not a sky question. Blood? Sky's the blood limit. Three words, wait. <laughs> blood limit is one word. It's like if you were to look up, no, this is bloody blue sky. No, raining sky blood. 
Okay, so Wade, you're like you're like right there with the one you just said. You just need to with like, bloody blue sky, blue blood sky. Okay, what color is blood actually? Red blood sky. Very close, Isaac. Damn it, sky red. Red blood. sky flight, like red eye flight. Scarlet blood, blood red sky. There we are, Isaac. Yeah. Nice oh. work. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that does seem kind of obvious in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a point for Isaac. Yeah. The next one is a 2021 American vampire thriller film directed by Adam Randall um, from a screenplay by Brent Dillon. Let's see a little bit about this. Benny, a freelance chauffeur driving in place of his brother Jay, is hired by friends Blair and Zoe to drive them to several popular Los Angeles nightclubs. Unbeknownst to him, the girls are both vampires. Oh, this is Blood Drive. <laughs> they already did it, Wade. <laughs> no! Oh, this was also released by Netflix. It received mixed reviews. The cast and sequences were praised. Criticism was made for the lack of action, as well as the film being predictable. Late bite. Ooh, that is, uh, you're like thinking in the right, you're thinking in the right uh, zones. What are vampires famous for? Bite. Yes. Girls bite. No. <laughs> Although that's good. I, I think that's, I think there's something there. I think that's, that's a pitch we should also work on. Uh, <laughs> vampire trip. No. I mean, these all sound better than this movie. Uh, uber bites i'm afraid not although that would be also a better okay. name for this okay. uh oh the tagline is paint the town red wow this is like one of those one of those classic titles where it's like let's put two words that are both vaguely associated with the thing as the title and just like two words not a lot of relation to each other just like both have some vague relation to vampires put it together sounds kind of cool i guess it's a movie title fang bite okay you're yeah you're close close <laughs> close we, when you think about fangs or biting what would be a more mundane way of saying what that would be tooth chew wait 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 we're getting there <laughs> getting there uh mouth <laughs> mouth eat mouth eat <laughs> okay so okay so what are fangs teeth okay so you've got one of the words in the title <laughs> okay free teeth <laughs> teeth drive tooth city teeth taxi you can't handle the tooth <laughs> red teeth okay you're get you're getting closer red teeth oh. is the closest you've been red notice Red no teeth. <laughs> Crimson tooth. Bloody teeth? Uh no, okay, so when do vampires like to like to hang out? Night teeth? That is correct, Wade! <laughs> no way. Wow. Like I said, it's two words kind of sound cool together, kind of related to vampires. Nothing about this movie. Is it supposed to be a play on 19? I don't think so. Like Night Teeth? Yeah. No, I mean, 19? Wait, this thing stars Megan Fox, Sydney Sweeney, and Debbie Ryan. It's a real thing. 
That's wild. Oh, the poster looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's a bad looking poster. Well, this next movie sounds fun. Okay. Uh, this next movie is a 2020 American comedy horror film directed by Oz Rodriguez and written by Oz Rodriguez and Blaze Hemingway. Uh, it follows a group of teenagers who are forced to protect their neighborhood in New York City. I can't tell you which neighborhood, otherwise it would oh, I would be telling wait. you some of the title. Is this Vampires in the Bronx? Not quite in the Bronx, but I remember hearing about this. In almost every other aspect of that, you're you're correct. Vampires of the Bronx? Uh, you're you're like right on it. Just like keep cycling words through that little through that little middle spot, and I think you'll get it. Vampires at the Bronx. Okay, if the vampires were fighting a bunch of kids in the Bronx... Vampires versus the Bronx. That is correct. All right, another point for Wade. Now we're picking up some I remember when that one came out. Are these all Netflix movies? Uh, They they might be. Uh, This one is a Netflix movie. Netflix, please sponsor us. We talk more about movies on Netflix than about the movies that we actually watch. So please give us some of that sweet, sweet money. Netflix, if you want to watch one movie, but then you can't find it, try Netflix. (laughs) All right, so this next movie is a 2019 horror film written and directed by Joe Begas. It's described as a vampire film. This is like on the edge there, you know. It concerns an artist named Desi. Um, played by Dora Madison Burge, who descends into madness after taking a hallucinogenic drug to overcome a creative block. She goes down the drug's rabbit hole and then is overcome with an overwhelming urge to drink human blood. This is a one-word title. I I would say an ironic one-word title, given the subject matter. Alice. No. It's not a name. I will go ahead and tell you it's not like a proper proper Uh noun. It could be equally descriptive of the feeling one would feel on psychedelic drugs in a good sense, or what a vampire might feel when they have sated their thirst for human blood. Full? Satisfied? Okay. Bliss? Yes, that is correct! What's good? Wow. I am. All right, Isaac with Bliss... Follow your bliss unless that involves drinking human blood, in which case, Army Hammer, please don't follow your bliss. <laughs> allegedly. 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 The last thing we need is a lawsuit here. Actually, it might give us some, some notoriety. I would I would be down for getting dragged through the mud a little bit if it meant that, you know, got and everyone. Please go see Death on the Nile in theaters <laughs> starring Army Hammer, although the trailers would not like you to know that. <laughs> Uh, releasing on Netflix one day after it comes out in theaters, I assume. This next movie is the only animated film on the list. Oh, Bug Bites? No. It is a 2022 movie. This is the only one also that has not yet actually... Or no, it it did. It just came out. It was released in January of 2022. It's an American animated adventure comedy film um, from Columbia and Sony Pictures. Released by Amazon Studios. Oh, is this Hotel Transylvania 3 Transformania? I'm going to give it to you, but it is actually Hotel Transylvania 4 Transformania. Uh, Transformania. Of course. But yes, that is correct. All right. The next film 
Um, and we've got five more to go. Okay. <laughs> well, so Wade, I don't worry. You might have thought this episode was going to be under 90 minutes, but it was <laughs> so excited. Our number six on this list is a 2019 vampire film written and directed by Brad Michael Elmore. Film stars Nicole Maines as Laurel, a girl who's turned into a vampire while spending the summer with her brother. Um, this is another like unrelated details. Yeah, right. Another one-word title: Moonlight, Glimmer, Sister Vampire. As one word. Yes, with a hyphen. And can you summarize what you just said again? Yeah. Okay. So. She's a girl, she's both a sister and a vampire. <laughs> she's both a sister and a vampire, and get this, also a trans girl. She moves to Los Angeles after graduating high school, looking to make a fresh start after transitioning. Moves in with her brother, Mark, whom she hasn't been close to in years. On her first night in the city, they go out for a night on the town, and Laurel ends up attending a club run by vampires. Isn't that weird how that always happens? It is a one-word title... It is the past tense of something that vampires do a lot. Lived. Sucked. Okay. Bitten. Wade, you're very close. Okay. Like really just a syllable off. Smitten? Bited. Bite. Bit. That is correct, Isaac. It is bit. I'm out here. It's three each. It's a dead heat right now. All right, the next film... A Christian farmer searching for a higher purpose to life falls into sin and wakes up as the Prince of Dark of the Prince of Darkness in the city of Stavanger, Norway. I heard this movie is terrible. People hate this movie. It came out in 2017. It's the oldest one on this list. And I think it is Norwegian. The Bible Bite. No, so this is is the title of a person. They share their middle name with Blackbeard the Pirate, Popeye the Sailor, and Winnie the Pooh. The title is the name of the person? Yeah. Okay. And it's something, the something? Yeah. Is the Norwegian name? It is, unfortunately, a Norwegian <laughs> name. Okay. So, good luck. <laughs> Luckily, the name and the title um, start with the same letter. Bjorn the Bitten. Oh, that's good. That's honestly, I think we should follow this movie up with a sequel called Bjorn the Bitten. But that's not, that's not this film. <laughs> I don't know why I put this movie on the list. <laughs> Me, Ark, the Messiah. <laughs> okay, so before we offend any more of our Norwegian <laughs> listeners, I'm just going to tell you it's a Vidar the Vampire. What? Yeah, Vidar. Vidar. Who wouldn't? Who would have known? And apparently, the movie is dumb too. So you know, we don't even have to. We don't even ever ever have to think about it ever again. All right, the next movie on this list: 2021 drama film directed by David Verbeek, an international co-production of the Netherlands and Taiwan. The film premiered on the International Film Festival Rotterdam. It is about a group of young and spoiled rich kids who turn into vampires after a night out, changing the course of their lives and driving a wedge between them all. Although I think the person who wrote that Wikipedia entry missed a great moment to say driving a stake between them all. <laughs> but we'll let it slide. The construction of this is blank and blank. Friends and suck. Nope. I assure you that all of the names that y'all have mentioned, by the way, <laughs> are names of vampire movies that exist. They're just not names of vampire movies that exist on this 10 movie list that I made. 
apparently Netflix vampire division is out here doing three movies a week. For real. The cinematography on this was by Jasper Wolf. Oh, okay. Jasper and Wolf. You know, that's really shouting it back to the Twilight and nominal determinism at the same time. So, Emmett, would you say that what we do in the shadows or the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1 had a better climactic battle between vampires and werewolves? I would say it's certainly more fun in this movie. <laughs> All right, so this movie is what what are vampires on the scale of living to not living? Dead? Yes. And what else are vampires often considered to be by people? Cold. Yes. De- dead and evil? Ooh, getting closer. Ooh. Dead and disturbing. Mm. Think of the more like sexy, seductive side of vampires. Mm. I mean, is it dead and sexy? <laughs> no. Dead and beautiful. It is dead and beautiful. Mm. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have a 2018 American horror comedy anthology film directed by Rusty Kundiev and Darren Scott, and executive produced by Spike Lee. It is a sequel to a 1995 horror anthology film um, of the same name. So this is, if you can get the name, you just know that it has two at the end of it. Okay. And this is not The Sweet Blood of Jesus, Spike Lee's horror film. No. Which I think is about vampires. Probably. (laughs) No, it's just produced by him. Okay. As I said, it's a sequel, but it's also, even the construction of the name is a throwback and like kind of a play on an older title of a horror anthology. I mean, this isn't VHS, right? No, it's not. Okay. Gary Stories to Tell in the Dark? No. No. Goosebumps 2? No. Are these all vampire stories? Like, is a vampire-related name? No, they're not all... It's not a vampire-related name. Okay, okay. It is, um, yeah, it's more... It's a more generalized name than that. Spook 2? No. Fear 2? Fear to no. Okay, so I'll tell you the construction is blank from the blank two. Jenny from the block two? No. Back from the dead two? No. Stories from the dark two. No, although you're getting closer. Remember it is based on the name of a previous movie as well, so if you can think of that that would we have heard of this previous movie? Probably. I I'm I'm not sure one hundred percent, but Stories from the Underground? No. Tales from the Hell? Okay, so you got Tales from the... Tales from the Underworld, too? No. Tales from the Crypt, too? No, but now you've guessed the older movie that this is spoofing in its name. Okay. Tales from the Crypts, too? Oh, no, although that's that's good. So you're you're thinking along the correct lines. Tales from the Crib, too? No. Tales from the Christmas, too? Tales from the... Dead too? No. Hmm. Tales from the Lift too. No. <laughs> Blood Drive too. Blood Drive too. Oh my God! You got it. No. Uh, wow. Wow! 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 We have all but one word, and yet, does it rhyme with crypt? No. Okay. Tales from the Hood. That is correct. Tales from the Hood too. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well done. Well done. And finally, let's see. Oh my god, it's four to four. And with number nine being the tiebreaker. Here we go. 
2021 American horror comedy film directed by Sean Nichols Lynch. Film stars Denise Cisneros as a supernatural romance author living in Lake Tahoe who comes into conflict with vampires over the Christmas holidays. <laughs> Released on December 28th, 2021. Oh. Uh, she's a struggling vampire romance novelist. Olivia Romo is spending her Christmas holidays alone at her deceased mother's cabin in Lake Tahoe. One night, an injured bat slams against her window. Olivia takes the wounded am animal inside her garage to nurse it back to health. The next morning, Olivia is surprised to discover that the bat has transformed into a handsome vampire named Luke. <laughs> I won't go on. <laughs> This is, of course, Love Bites to Christmas with Luke. Is the word Christmas in the title? The word Christmas is not in the title. Okay. This is a two-word title. Seasons Bleeding. <laughs> no, that's great. That's a great name. You know the kind of snow that you don't eat? Yellow snow. Red snow. That is right. Isaac <laughs> oh has got God. it. <laughs> Wow. All right. Wow. Okay. And clocking in at 91 <laughs> minutes, a full 40 minutes of which have been this quiz. Oh, yeah. Isaac, is there anywhere the wonderful listeners can hear your voice, see the projects that you're working on, see the little cool stuff you paint? Seriously, y'all, you can't see it, but he painted a truck and it looks so cool. All the weathering's on it. Yeah, this thing is amazing. It looks, I mean, it looks like it could be a legit, like, miniature for a film to do, like, some effects stuff with. It's incredible. Thanks, so, Appreciate yeah. that. My Instagram is still uh, Isaac Tries a Hobby. Um, I'm not as active on there as I typically would be if I was, like, painting more, but um, I'm going to start posting stuff there and whatever again pretty soon. Once I get this uh, one army that I'm working on, I'll paint it and whatnot. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today, mm -hmm. taking the time out of your Sunday and talking about this movie with us. Um, up next, we've got 25 weeks, just 25. It's 25 of them <laughs> until we get to watch Jordan Peele's Nope. Very excited. And until then, join us next week when we discuss Hunt for the Wilder People 2016, uh, mm. Taika's next movie in our series. Until then, lovely listeners, stay frostbitten. <laughs>